Music is essentially 12 notes between any octave. 12 notes, and the octave repeats. It's the same story told over and over. All the artists can offer the world is how they see those 12 notes. Bobby Main, as played by Sam Elliott in the 2018 film, A Star is Born. A fitting quote to come from a remake of a story that itself has been told over and over, with music itself becoming a larger part of the story with each iteration. In fact, both the 1954 version starring Judy Garland and the 1976 version starring Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson both earned a Grammy nomination for Best Original Song, with Streisand's Evergreen actually winning the award. So, director, producer, co-writer, and lead actor Bradley Cooper had his work cut out for him with the 2018 remake, work that was made a lot easier thanks to the massive supergroup of musicians he had working with him. Co-starring in the film and singing on the 2018 film's lead single is none other than Lady Gaga, who was in the middle of her 2016 album, Joanne, a slightly twangy LP she put together with producer Mark Ronson, who was also recruited to the project. Quote, as soon as her and Bradley got into the film, the entire Joanne album just turned into A Star is Born for a couple of weeks, said Ronson. The single's songwriters were rounded out by former Mike Snow frontman Andrew Wyatt and Dirty Pretty Things founding member Anthony Rosamondo. This group sat around with Gaga on piano and the rest on guitar as they riffed lyrics based on a melody Gaga had put together. As the group was working on the song, Cooper brought in country star Lucas Nelson, son of Willie, to work on the soundtrack. Nelson wrote a few tracks and wound up collaborating with Gaga in the studio to bring her single to life, along with the help of his band, Promise of the Real. Quote, Originally the song was different than the way it turned out, once we put my band and the musicians to it. Gaga came in and helped directed the band, my band, for the track, and so we really produced that together. The moments, the crashes of the cymbal, we did that live in the studio based on the vision that we had, said Nelson. The fully realized song was revealed to the world on DJ Zane Lowe's Beats One radio show during an interview with Gaga, and the song took off from there, topping the charts in more than 20 countries and reaching the top 10 in several more. After sweeping the charts, the song went on to sweep awards, winning Grammys for Best Pop Duo Group Performance and Best Song Written for Visual Media, as well as awards for Best Original Song from the Golden Globes, BAFTA, the Oscars, and several other institutions that I don't care enough to list. I guess you could say people's love for this song runs deep. That's right, Blockbuster Summer continues on Cover Me with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is happy in the modern world. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my hardcore co-host... Alex Mildenberger. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, is that a Hulk Hogan impression? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, brother! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Crazy to see him in uh, the film A Star is Born. Yeah, incre- I'm, yeah, I'm amazed they, they got him. They got a lot he's of He's so big, busy these days, you know? Yeah, and you know, he's a big musical talent, so it's kind of crazy to see him show up. <laughs> see, do you have like a novelty music video? He for sure had some <laughs> kind of novelty song. There's no uh, way he didn't. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, yes, Alex, how you doing? I hear you're out here doing some manual labor these days. Yeah, well, my collar is blue and my, my skin is... Um, dirty from from just dust and stuff. Just like you know, because it roof. I was doing some roofing. 
You were doing some roofing. <laughs> doing some roofing. I was, I was, I was removing, removing. Uh, what are they called? Shingles from my. You could have said like garage. my skin is red or brown, depending on how much work you've done out there and how how good your. your yeah. No, it was is. just. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised, but like all the like tar and stuff that was coming off was sticking. It really sticks to your exposed skin. Oh yeah. Yeah, which again shouldn't have been surprised, but like it, it, it took some scrubbing to get that off. Get that off. Yeah, it's uh, you're you're an office guy, you know. You're, oh yeah. You're, you're, you're desk jockey as well. I am. I am not a manual laborer, generally speaking. No. So. Yeah, I, I put that life behind me, dog. It's. Uh, I mean, I mostly yeah, but sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do yeah, some. Sometimes do some you gotta work. do it. And it can be it can be a pleasure. It can be good. Were you were you listening to some country rock while you guys were doing it? We weren't, but uh, I thought about it. I thought about bringing thought about the stereo it. out or something. Yeah, and playing shallow here. <laughs> playing shallow. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. In the yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Alex, a star is born. Yeah. Don't know if it's culturally relevant. I like. I do not know if yeah. anybody still talks about this film. I I talked to people that i work with i'm like yeah i'm watching these stars born and they're like yeah i think i saw that a couple years back i'm like did you see the 1954 version <laughs> um but judy yeah. garland let me tell judy you garland, what a delight wow. yes wow what a voice um uh, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think so uh, i mean people liked it though like people liked the movie if i bring it up and people seem like oh that was good but i don't yeah. know i don't know what sort of and did anybody go, like, has. Oh yeah, I love the song "Shallow." They're like, "Oh, none of them like sang it at you." No, none of them sang the song "Shallow" to me. Did any of them look you dead in the eyes and say, "All you got to do is trust me"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get a single like legitimate reference. No, but no, I so didn't no, yeah, make them either. So this is gonna be like people nowadays. If they're the, the like the lukewarm hot take is like, "Wow, the Avatar films had no cultural impact," but like. There's a second Avatar film out now, so is that what people are going to be saying about A Star Is Born? They're like, remember when we were all crazy about that, but nobody cares about it. I don't it know. Were we crazy now? about it? I don't know. I do like the. I remember I the guess, meme. What was the I meme? just wanted to get one one last look at you because I remember seeing Bradley Cooper in the car, and uh, you know, and then you see. Oh, I don't Lady remember Gaga that being smiling. a meme. It was a meme for a minute. Only because it's in. Like all the movies, but I shouldn't be yeah, talking about the movies so much. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> we're no, talking about we're the song. Talk about the song. Um, so, Alex, did you hear this song when it was? Because I don't think either of us watched this film when it was released. Um, no, no, I didn't watch it until recently. Um, and but I knew the song just because I had listened to it. I don't know if it was. I I don't remember if I heard it back in the day, like mm -hmm. five years ago when it came out. But right. more recently, I've heard it a lot. It still gets played well. We, you know, we tell our Alexa to play music, you know, right? And it and it just plays music. Uh, and sometimes it's this song, and sometimes uh, it's the Lady Gaga song from uh, from Top Gun. Like you know, it's it's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it's like we know you guys like movies and yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's the go. that's the two things. Uh, those are, and like Post Malone. That's what gets played a lot. Um, oh, posty. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, if if we just say like play music without specifying anything, so I, I don't know I, that that just song had been played a fair amount, I guess in the last couple years because we had heard it around the house and have had various like assistant things automatically selecting music for us, and that would just come up. So I was generally familiar with it. 
Okay. See, I that was I, a very I, long explanation to say. Yeah, I kind of knew it. Say, yeah, I kind of know the song. <laughs> do, you, do you like the song? Do you dislike the song? It's, it's a cool song. It's chill. It's chill. It's yeah, chill. it's. I think it it gets a lot of weight come, being attached to this film. I think. Yeah, in the context, film, there's definitely more. Yeah, there. Yeah, because I think some of the like the writing is very like direct and like to the point of almost being like a musical. Like one step removed from that because it is obviously it's within the film and it is a song within. Yeah, the film. which is kind of the the shtick, the the conceit I should say of of the film in in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're, they're writing songs about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, having that context it may, it makes it a lot stronger than without because with it, without it, it's kind it's almost too generic. Yeah, which too, even like, in itself fashion. like kind of makes sense in the context of the of the movie. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I'm sure we'll yeah, talk this about is, that. This is like indelibly attached to the film, and yeah. I think that is. Uh, but it's still a very successful song, uh, like in its own it right. It is maybe just because it it's a bit of a novelty to be like one Lady Gaga. Hey, we know who that is. We like her, and mm-hmm. also what Bradley Cooper. We know who that is too, but we don't know him as a singer. Like, what's going on? You know? Uh, yeah, what's going on here? And uh, as Mark Ronson said, he's like, people love Bradley Cooper. He's like, <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> like him because he's so big, but you hang out with him, you're just like, damn, like, I want to ah, hang out with this guy. He's just a nice guy. He's, he's fucking he seems, cool. Seems like a, you know, seems like a good guy to hang out with. I don't know. Probably yeah, run for president and people would be like, ah, I'd have a beer with that guy. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. I think he could actually get a good run at it. Him versus The Rock would be like <laughs> what we'll see in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That'll be uh, an interesting cycle. That'll be something to see. Um, but what we're going to see now is you and me discussing the lyrics to this song, Alex. Yep. And they start like this. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? Is it something else? Yeah, all right. So it's like a conversation, right? Yeah. They're talking to each other. And they're like, hey, here's some things that I see about you that make that you might not be happy with. Like, we're kind of calling out uh, each other for various things, you know? And, yeah. And trying to say, like, oh, this is what I see underneath. Because, like, we understand each other. Exactly. Yeah, this is, like, this song is basically written during their meet-cute. Yeah. And And it's, like, kind of what they connect over initially in the movie. Exactly. And we'll kind of, we'll continue to play throughout the movie, but we're not going to talk too much about that. So it's it's these two see each other and under, under understand each other almost immediately, and that that understanding is is love. Doug. Yeah, or at least to some degree, I think there's perhaps hints in this song of ways that they misunderstand each other as well that become a larger issue later on. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much I should get into that now. Uh, yeah, you're right because there is like, uh, like, like uh, Jackson Maine, the yeah. Bradley Cooper's character, has like certain expectations of how Allie, uh, Lady Gaga's character, is going to pursue her career, and she doesn't like follow in those lines. Yeah, so. and that and that causes conflict later on. Mm-hmm. And I do think part like the line in particular, "Are you happy in this modern world?" shows that maybe that's his perception of her that is not accurate. Right, and because it, it, it and it's a layered line because it speaks to where he initially finds her doing performances yeah. occasionally at a drag bar, you know, working as a server um, at some fucking 
place. Yeah, some place there they wear fancy they clothes, wear some maybe, fancy like place, a restaurant maybe. or a hotel of some kind. Yeah, but it also speaks to, yeah, like the part of himself that he maybe mistakenly sees in her. We talked last week about hungry eyes and that, like, that, you know, the window to the soul and how it can, you can kind of hallucinate that connection, but it could also right. be real and it's uncertain. There's maybe a bit of that going on here with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's his line, and then we get the refrain. Um, is it a refrain? I guess it is a refrain. It gets called a refrain. I kind of thought of it as a, as a, well, I guess it's not, a it's chorus not, isn't, like, next, but I did kind of think it, of it as I a pre-chorus. I did kind of consider it a pre-chorus as well, so. Because yeah. it does sort of also serve as a pre-chorus, but I guess refrain I, is more generic, maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think the, the shalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We get to verse two. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? So he, she, he tells her on the, that night about like his, uh, his drinking habit. And he's like, right. And like his father, his relationship with the father, this is in the 2018 version. And, uh, so she gets this image of him and you know, the, the rock and roll lifestyle he's living to fill in the void of having a shit family and, or at least a shit father. And so she says, are you tired of trying to fill that void? You know? Or do you need more? Is she saying, do you need more booze? Is that like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got two meanings. Yeah. Of course. Like, do you need um, more from life? Or is it you're not filling your void enough with this stuff? You yeah, like, to... do you need more meaning from, from, what, you're, from what you're doing? And mm-hmm. they do talk about, you know, honest songwriting, because that's a thing that gets talked about in music. Right. Um, and calling them hardcore. Like you said, it's the, it's the rock and roll lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right? I have to wonder... No, I'm just trying to think if, like, because we talked about in the first verse how there's maybe a misunderstanding sort of present. Right. And I'm trying to find something similar in this one. But I, I don't know. It it maybe seems there's, to be more accurate to his Yeah. His Is there situation. an underlying assumption that she thinks she can fill that void? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. It's like, it more is perhaps herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what maybe. it is. Um, then of course we get the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the post verse <laughs> again, yeah. um, we hit the chorus. I'm off the deep end watches. I dive in. I'll never meet the ground crash through the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. All right. Uh, now we got the yeah. title line in there. We get the, the water. Uh, diving into the water um, metaphor a little yes. more. Yes, which it, was inspired by the original uh, death of Norman Maine in, in the, the original, the first two A Star is Born. Mr. Norman Maine, yeah. Mr. Norman Maine, wherein he drowns. And supposedly his- originally in the script for the for this 2018 one, yeah. one as well. Um, where, yeah, he, he dies by drowning. Mm-hmm. So there's that. that? I, I was yeah, I, I, I think okay. I did. I think okay. I said he walked into the ocean, but I guess he does. He <laughs> just walks right into the ocean. Um, so uh, I shouldn't be laughing. You shouldn't laugh, but it is true, and it's it's quite harrowing. It's true. Um, she's off the deep end. I'll never meet the ground. So it kind of plugs into that idea of I'm falling from the the post verse. Yes, it brings in the falling, and also I mean the idea of diving in without really knowing, like you're. Obviously, a big part of Allie's character, at least, is like she's getting into a kind of questionable situation without really knowing, how, you know, it, you know, it's, it's a pretty big risk. Yeah, they both go her. from meeting each other at a bar to being like, we're going to be in a relationship. You're going to get up and like, it's yeah, it is a, a leap of faith, as it were, yeah. especially for her. Because she's got way more to lose. Like, she yeah. leaves her job. Like, she goes to her job and is like, no, I'm actually going to not do this. Yeah, I quit like, and leave. This. So, like, she's got a lot to lose here. Um, like, I got to go catch a ride with the detective from Heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Matt Park. Matt Park. Yeah, that's his. I think that's his character's name. Yeah, uh, in, in Heroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't remember his, his name. Um, I, should, I should look that up. I'll do it later. 
And yeah, so yeah. it is a risk for I'll never meet the ground, crash to the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. Um, what's the shallow mean, Alex? Well, I mean, we talk about shallow in terms of relationships. We talked about um, him where, you know, he's trying to trying to fill this void and, and you know, he's he's maybe got a shallow image of a rock star kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and of course, perhaps the idea of, of uh, you know, short-term relationships from a rock star could be considered shallow as well right Right. so let's say they're trying to avoid that right they're like away from the shallow in terms of yeah the depth of the relationship their understanding in terms of of like their lives they're they're seeking depth yeah they're they're, as well it's like those people who are like i can't stand small talk yeah tell me something real that's that's kind of this they're like kind of they're the, like, like so is do you think that our universe could uh could even uh withstand the concept of a loving god yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's get real yeah, right. um but there Some is that idea like you mentioned it's like not only are they far from the shallow and that they take their relationship from being like so where you're from to immediately being like tell me about your traumas and fears do you want to come up and sit on stage with me like they yeah. move very swiftly yeah, very into, fast. into the deep here um what does lady gaga think it's about though alex these kids and their damn phones <laughs> what <laughs> quote i really believe in my heart that the unfortunate truth is that our cell phones are becoming reality it's become reality for the world, and in this song, we provide not just a conversation, but also a very poignant statement. I wish not to be in the shallow, but I am. I wish to dive off the deep end, but watch me do it. I think this is something that speaks to many people, and during, I think, a very shallow time, it's a chance for us all to grab hands and dive into the water together and swim into the deepest depths of the water that we can, said Lady oh, Gaga. These kids and their damn phones! Damn phones! Oh my that's, so that's I mean, like, that, <laughs> that to me sounds like, like I I get it I get what she's saying um probably more directed at like social media and stuff and like you know disconnect uh, yeah that can that can come with that between people um and and I mean it's part of this like wanting more depth uh, of out of relationships and I can see that but also it seems like maybe she'd been thinking about phones recently before that interview and kind of worked that in because that's how I talk. I'm like, I got this thing I've been thinking about recently. I'm going to work it into this other thing that makes more sense. <laughs> like, see if right. it fits. Like, it doesn't will, always work. We'll see. we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite a lot of the phone uh, metaphor. recordings of me doing things like that on the show. So Hey, we got about five years of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is like, yeah, again, it's that idea of like getting to something real. Let's, let's yeah. get past the surface level. Um, interesting, I think, is that she she's off in the deep end where they can't hurt us but they're far from the shallow. If you think about water, the safest part of the water is the shallows. Right. Yeah, it's but, not really safe to be like under the surface in the deep part. That's probably mm-hmm. the worst place to be because you can drown. Yeah. So naturally there's like the metaphor of of Norman Maine's death there where he drowns and can no longer be hurt because he's dead. Yeah. But there's well, also this idea of that their relationship, because it's supposed to be a love story, although sometimes it... It hits that at a weird angle where it's like them together out here away from the people is something beautiful. Can't hurt us there. Yeah. And well, and maybe, maybe this is what you were driving at as well, but like, um, trying to stay away from other people, like you'd want to isolate yourself, but also isolating yourself is not really healthy. Like you can feel right. like we want to, we want to be alone. We want to keep everyone away from us and we just want to be together. But ultimately that's not probably the, the best path. 
Yeah, that's not and maybe especially not for an realistic. alcoholic. Yeah, isolation is like <laughs> they've yeah. discovered like one of the key things for drug abuse is like oh these people feel isolated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This song is basically just "Cover Me" by Bruce Springsteen. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Amazing how everything come back to, comes back to "Cover Me." Cover me. Hey, it's so. Uh, it's a good name. It's a good song. It's. It's a great podcast. Um, in the sha ha 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 low, in the sha ha sha la 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 low, we're far from the shallow now. Um, yeah, really yeah. hammering away the point. Sort of yeah. like a, there's no turning back is almost what that means. It's like we're not. There's so much like it's very resolute. Like we're here a mm-hmm. lot, and we got to do get get some sha la las in there because that's yeah. classic pop songwriting, man. Not only classic pop songwriting, but somebody mentioned it online. They're like classic Lady Gaga p- 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 poker face, p- p- poker face. Yeah, and I mean between that and the bridge, which is coming up, where she does her like, ah, yeah, her, like, like that's classic runs. Lady Gaga too. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, 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 oh like oh. that. And it was kind of there was some, you know, it was it was happening in the like 2010 era when she was like um, emerging as a as a star. I remember hearing it referred to as a millennial whale okay. like songs that had like oh like sections in them which i don't think is that much of a millennial thing but i haven't seen all the evidence yeah i would say that draws on a lot of earlier music yeah like just music where they're like not totally vocal about stuff yeah the only millennial whale i recognize is brendan fraser <laughs> brendan fraser <laughs> uh um, that's it that though. Movie? I have not. I haven't either. Yet. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. What else have we got? What else have we got in this song? Is that it? That's that's it. Because then it's the bridge, which is vocalizations, and then we we hammer that chorus again, which is just, of course like the emotional core in some ways of the movie and of course right. of this song. Um. Yeah, that's it. So it is about like it's literally about these two's relationship in the film. It's also about the ideal of of, of finding like a real. And powerful love in a world that is shallow. That's yeah. Is that an, uh, all these kids summary? are always on their damn phones. <laughs> Fucking phones! Get the kids off the phones! <laughs> oh man! Oh. Tell you what, the kids can stay on their phones as long as they're listening to "Cover Me," the song by Bruce Springsteen, or the podcast by you podcast. and me. Either either one works. That's probably either one other works. Called "Cover Me." Um, no, couldn't be. Nope, definitely not. There's other like there's so many things called cover me. It was honestly a terrible decision to name this podcast that, but we're in too deep. Well, That's we're far from the shallow now, Alex. Yeah. Under the surface. Um yeah, where nobody hears us for for one. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what does this song sound like though? It sounds like uh Lucas Wilson and the uh and the promise of the real. Yeah, I don't know that group. Lucas Nelson, sorry. I, I, I said Wilson because he's Willie Nelson's kid. Right. Got the will, got the nail. He's got so both. apparently Lucas Nelson was a big inspiration for the Jackson main character. So Bradley Cooper drew a lot off of that. Okay. Makes um, sense. This, this is pop, like country rock more than pop country, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, it's, oh, there's a lot of pop in there, I think, but, like, maybe not, only because, like, it's, the structure mostly, but that's yeah, not so unfamiliar for uh, the other styles either. Uh, yeah, it's a, anything can take on a pop structure pretty yeah. easily. Um, but the the music itself fairly straightforward, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's uh, focusing on the the interactions between the characters and the vocals. Yes. Um, 
but there's the, like the big bit is the guitar part really um which is sort of the picked guitar melody yes inspired by eric clapton apparently yeah supposedly um and that's comes in on that uh that's just, yeah, brings in that is tenderness. Is Jackson in Maine that playing it in the movie? I think. Um, yes, it is. Remember. Yeah, he's got. It's the not Bradley Cooper does know how to play guitar. A little film fact for you, but did not play guitar for the film. Right, because like I mean I don't know how good he is at playing the guitar. He sings for real in the movie. He's not as good as Lady Gaga. Like no, yeah, it's he, he li- does fine. And even like I watched the the live version at the uh, Oscars, oh, at the Academy Awards. Yeah, um, and like. You can, like, in the recorded version, he definitely, like, there's some, I'm sure there were several takes, and, you know, obviously there's several takes. There's always several takes, but, like, you got more to work with, and, like, he's not the strongest singer. He doesn't sound like he's been up on stage every night for, you know, decades kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But he does a fine job. It is interesting, because you're also, we're talking about actors who are now so far removed from the, like, the root of acting, where you can have just a movie actor right they don't need to have stage experience they don't need to uh, like have been on broadway or anything which kind of used to be the pipeline was like oh we, we've got the, these theater actors and now that we've we've developed film yeah. technology so yeah he maybe doesn't have that projection skill even that is like so key <laughs> yeah maybe or something i mean there's a lot of little things i mean I, yeah this is where he comes in <laughs> by the way this is his verse yeah, this is, he comes up for obviously yeah um and like yeah, he's he's fine, and he does the Jackson Maine voice, which is not totally his like natural we're, singing voice. We're just Sam Elliott's voice. Yeah, but he's, he's not like my voice. It's not like the gruffest like outlaw country thing ever. No. Um, but I say outlaw country, but I, I don't think that's the right term. Um, I, my, didn't Willie Nelson invent outlaw country? I think so. So maybe that is it. Then yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got to know or the like, Nashville sound to know what Outlaw Country is. And I'm yeah. not confident I'm enough. Not confident <laughs> enough. Um, but you know, I guess like they're like rough and tumble, like rough country rock. Kind yeah. Of. The, again, this this yeah, this rock and yeah. roll. Country he's got some star. of it. He's got more of it when he's talking than when he's singing. Yes, for sure. For um, sure. But uh, and, the, and there's other there's like little things like. The way he says, like, some vowels and, like, the letter R. He, like, he's not quite enunciating the way I think a professional singer would. That's fine. He still does fine. But, like, you can tell little things. There's just little things. And, like, it's what, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just, I noticed it. I don't know. See, I know, you're, of course, you're, we're comparing him to, to Lady Gaga. True. He, and he's, he's up against, against, he's up with lady yeah, gaga which lady who's gaga. like who very much is a seasoned vocalist exactly um, and, and all this so, to yeah. say i i think bradley cooper holds his own yeah he, he does he, he, pl- he plays to his vocal range he does he's got enough twang on there even if he's not maybe enunciating properly right and i, I like his little refrain home falling. were there other country singers who could probably really up the country on this yeah sure yeah probably but like he's probably a way better actor than any of them like <laughs> exactly right and yeah the authenticity of having him sing that is is good right if he's not playing the guitar at least have him sing it yeah and the important part is probably just again their their interactions and them singing together together and not to mention him getting outperformed by lady gaga is 
also good for the story, right? Yeah, absolutely. This, it's always about the older guy's star fading as the new one comes in. That's yeah. kind of the like the linchpin of the plot. Yeah, and and even like and she gets all the big moments in the song, right? Yeah, um, but we're I'm getting ahead of, ahead of we're, us now. We're getting ahead of things. You do hear a live audience on this, and that live audience is actually all Lady Gaga fans. That's how Bradley Cooper stacked the performance here when he, they, yeah. they filmed the actual scene. He's like, we just got in a bunch of Lady Gaga fans. They went fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And of course they, of course they did. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it is kind of the funny thing about the movie where, um, where it is like an extremely like experienced performer, but being presented mm-hmm. as very much a neophyte, um, or at least someone without industry experience. Or yeah, raw. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, look at this person who who just came in off the street. But it's like, well, we know they didn't. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I like when she does the scene where she like sings to to Bradley Cooper for the first time. He's like, oh my god, you're incredible. I just <laughs> thought it'd be so funny. He'd be like, has anybody ever told you you sound just like Lady Gaga? <laughs> like Lady Gaga. <laughs> I mean, I know her as uh, Stephanie. Uh, we're good friends. But, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of look like her, too. Um, it's it's, cra- it's uncanny. Wow. Um, yeah, but, his verse. Uh, yeah. What else happens in his verse? Uh, it's mostly just they keep going with the guitar there. Yeah, and I think um, that's also yeah. strong is just to have his voice in the guitar. It's It doesn't let him get swallowed up. He gets yeah. to put his actor voice on. He plays the tenderness, you know? He's he's maybe not singing the tenderness, but he's acting it, and yeah. it comes through. Absolutely. Then, of course, we switch to Gaga. And yes, she, she gets to the like, start She of sounds her exactly like Lady Gaga. Sounds just like Lady Gaga <laughs> singing. Um, I mean, she's also got, like, some acting going on here, because you can see she's feeling a little nervous, you know? You yeah. Kinda, I don't know if I'm, I'm adding this myself, but you can kind of hear it in the way she sings, I think. Um... Certainly, it's in the performance, um, where it's a little, definitely at first, you know, feels a little more, a little less confident. A little less confident, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, kind of played down and soft, too, and she's got that twang going on, especially on, like, ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Trying to fit in with the country. Yeah. Uh, which she, she just comes off, she's, she was doing Joanne, which is her, like, kind of country-ish album at the time, right. so... She's like right in the, the lane to be doing that at this moment. Um, and another interesting comparison with the uh, Oscar performance mm-hmm. um, is the way she sings it is more Lady Gaga to my ears. Right. Uh, and maybe that's maybe it's more a difference between studio and live, right? Because like obviously it's presented as live, but like it's studio recording. Yeah, it's also the context, right? Um, like she's playing when she's doing it here the context is for the film when she's doing it there the context yeah. is for all these people to celebrate hollywood yeah so of course she's going to give a bigger performance to to play to that effect yeah. she doesn't have big, to pretend to be ally exactly she can she's be in a big theater yeah so yeah it's a little different i i like i've read half of one chapter of this david byrne book about music and he, he talks specifically about like how just like the context and space of where music is played influences it so much yeah, I mean the sound, just the way sound bounces. Even. Yeah, he's like, if you um, look at these venues, they're tight and closed, and he's like, that's where you got punk rock and like country rock. They they, they um, both are similar but different venues. He's like, yeah. you check that out. You wonder why they're pay- playing big long chords in churches? It's because like if you do too many fucking notes, it's gonna muddy just the sound. Blends all together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm expanding what he said in that to be like also. Like yeah, talking context, like the context of an Academy Awards performance versus the performance in the film is, in the film, is different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But, but hey, she is, comes in. Yeah. She gets piano on her uh, refrain. She also gets, like, there's a violin. Like, this is a little That's bit. right. Uh, yeah. Just kind of like a scratchy violin, sort of filtered sound. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And that's sort of as, as this uh, arrangement builds. The arrangement's not super uh, complicated, which is also kind of a film context thing because they sort of wrote the song overnight and like That's presumably right. uh jackson Maine and his band like put an arrangement together like real quick mm-hmm. so like it's got to be basic because there's just not yeah the fact that they like had anything, anything together because yeah. jackson Maine was shit-faced like, yeah exactly like he remembers the song he's like hang on i'll write something that goes yeah. with this it's like me and the boys have been working on a little something it's like there's just chords yeah it's cool and he plays yeah, his little guitar thing. Um, yeah, but that's when the piano chords, like you said, in the next bit. Yeah, so we we fill in, and then of course we hit the the tender chorus where it's it's like the very tender progression of the piano. They go together on the post chorus and the shallow la la la, and then we do the big cinematic build. The drums go pretty huge. Her vocals start to go low and then go up, and that's our build to the real the real money chorus. Yeah, which is like when she starts belting in the yeah in the thing, in the song, in the performance, and of course the crowd goes wild. Yeah, the crowd's going wild. Everything's getting louder. The piano's hitting harder. The drums start going in. Does yeah. the she, guitar stop? I can't hear it, but also it kind of looks like he's still playing in the in the movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I don't, it does seem to stop because he does like a slot. Actually, no, it is playing. Okay. I thought it was hard to hear. Um, there is it like is a la- hear, yeah. there is like a steel guitar playing. Um, yeah, steel guitar plays like, like in Roadhouse, before, just like in the film just like Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, thanks Jeff Ely for being in Roadhouse. Um, God bless. Shout out to Jeff Ely. Rest shout out to Jeff Ely. And then we get what everybody comes here for, though, to bring it back to the song. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was distracted by Jeff Ely. Yeah, who's not even on this track? Just no, to be clear. He he's just also a lap he, like, guitar player. He died decades before this song was ever. Written. Yeah, he was actually killed during the filming of Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was supposed to be Sam Elliott, but he ch- took a bullet for him. He took a bullet for him. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Alex. So what's there to say? If, if people know this song, they know it. It's huge, big drum yeah. hits. She's never going to reach the fucking ground. You believe it here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the country guitar at this point is like distorted or a little bit overdriven because it's still there, but it's like a little. Oh, this is a little more. Yeah, it's some rails. Hitting some rails, some rails. just like a little, he's just t- tapping them, tapping them. Yeah, um, yeah. It gets into the post chorus. Uh, Bradley Cooper comes back. Uh, they do some harmonization um, as we uh, chill out a little bit. Yeah, the ending on this is actually like almost abrupt. The actual get, ending. Yeah, because you get like the final well, far from the shallow now, and then it's like true. He just like does a chord. <laughs> Uh, more or less, and there's like yeah. a couple notes. Um, but did we talk about the but, bridge? Um, yeah, the ho, ho, yeah, ho, ho, ho. yeah. We talked about it. the drums hitting harder, the piano going loud, okay. the country guitar cool. is hard to hear. We we yeah. said it all, Alex. All right, I thought I was talking about the chorus, but there's similarities there. Yeah, there is similarities there, <laughs> but it is uh, the bridge that brings things to the volume of the chorus, as bridges yeah. are known to do. Yeah, it gets pretty intense. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, it goes out pretty quick. Yeah. 
But yeah, like I said, uh, simple arrangement, uh, which works in the context of the movie. And, you know, I mean, simple arrangements work. There's a reason like they're simple because they're familiar because they work. Right. Yes. Um, So it works. Um, And they would make sense that it'd be kind of formulaic in that way. Um, And of course, it lets the the actors do their acting. Yeah, it's where it's again, like it's built to to sell the voices. Right. Yeah. We want to hear Lady Gaga. So if, there, if there was a rip in like guitar solo something in here, or like <laughs> it just if, like the make other much guy sense. came out. Yeah. I don't remember the other band members, but like it, there's a bit where like yeah, like Bradley Cooper as Jackson Maine has to be like so and so on guitar, and then they like rip a solo, and we're this like, is well, what Anthony is Anthony Rosamondo? Rosamondo, and then he just does a solo or whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Promise of the Real. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh. Yes, you can't have too much busy work on the instruments to yeah. in order to, to for this to serve its purpose in the film. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it works as a song. You know, works as a song. Yeah. Now, there's also a music video for this. It's just footage from the film. Yeah, it's film footage. It kind it. of jumps between um, the scene in the film where they play this. And a right. bunch of other just random scenes in the movie. Um, it's more or less chronological, but very like non-specific, so it yes. doesn't like spoil the movie. Right. Um, so you see them meeting, and you see them doing some having fun and performing and whatever, and then you see them fighting, and then yeah. it sort of ends there. She probably, or like she goes probably, back. Probably to the, see her yeah. do the nose thing. Do you see her do the nose thing? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is I, wrong. What's wrong, oh. Alex? Well, no, I, I I like reloaded the video and it was like, yeah, this is uh, shallow from a Star's Born, but it's playing the wrong video. It was just a random oh. other video. Just a random other video. Oh YouTube. yeah, sometimes it'll like yeah, YouTube. It's no good, Alex. Anyway. I'll tell you that. Sorry, getting a little distracted, but that's the Not song. Your fault. That's the song. That's the song. I, it's from a movie. It's from a film. Yeah, that's what you, we've been doing this month. Blockbuster this? summer. Um, worth mentioning at this point, SAG AFTRA is now on strike. Oh Along yeah! Along with the Writers Guild of America, let's fucking go, guys! Yeah, strike them um, cel- down. We're celebrating film. Strike them down. Um, that's that's been the tagline of these strikes: is strike them down. Yep. Um, sure. They got to get the the Bowlers Union of America out there to really get the strike going. <laughs> you know, professional bowlers. Have yeah, a union. professional bowling bowling union. Bowl, uh, bowlers, big unionists. Yeah. Is that right? Sure. The, um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Not a lot else to say on that. Just mentioning it because I know it's 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 a bit odd to be talking about celebrating movies at a time when yeah. studios are so far up their own ass that uh, half the fucking industry is on strike. And then the other half just went on strike. That's right. Uh, or the other another whatever third. I don't know. Our third. Well, I don't yeah, know the percentages. Direct, the directors guild really screwed the pooch on this one. They're like, no, nah, we're fine. And then, yeah. <laughs> Now they got nothing to direct. Ah, well, but we're not here to talk about strikes. We're here to talk about covers, Alex. Yeah, we are. Um, And this first one is a real strike against the artists. No, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it it really moves in a different direction. It's a strike against expectations here, folks. We got Tyler Ward and Madison in 2018.
Madison. I think we've talked about Madison. I think we have. I don't remember nice. what for. I could look this up for you. Um, it's not that big a deal. It's I a don't huge, remember they, Tyler they gotta Ward at all. We got to pretend like we know these things. Tyler Ward um, is a young board. I don't know. Alex, <laughs> they're both. I mean, things. they're both like YouTube cover cover artist types. Yeah, this um, is what happens when two YouTube co- cover artist types meet. They go, yeah, and we hey. tried to avoid like. This playlist at one point was all YouTube covers uh, of like this type, and I managed to strip most of them off with your assistance. Yeah, um, it's uh, like I had more on here, and you were like, "What about these ones?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I straight up I listened to the playlist like the day after you made it, and I was just like, "Fuck, there has to be, like, has to be more." Something. And I'm glad you did. Uh, but this is the one that I, I had to leave one on at least, and this is it. And it um, is listed on on secondhand songs as the first one to come up. So it is. This yeah. is hot off the press. Like it's October 2018, so like the film, the like Lady Gaga is like, "Here's my new song," and they're like, "No, it's Tyler Ward Madison song. Watch <laughs> us do it. Watch us do it." And like that's pretty much what they do. They yeah. Do so Madison's it. a country pop singer from California. We haven't actually yeah. talked about her from before, but I've oh, like I've seen the name, the name so we probably familiar. maybe I've almost put him on. Almost um, put her on Madison with a two Y's. Yep. On Tyler Ward, singer songwriter producer. Yes. She doesn't seem to have anything. She hasn't posted anything in a while. Oh. Three years ago. Well, she's not playing the Jackson main role in this song, so I think we can rest assured there. Okay. Uh, anyway. Is that a tasteless um, joke? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about something. Um, I'm saying she didn't kill herself, Alex. Yeah, that's, no, that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's good. She's probably just busy. Okay, so imagine an acoustic guitar. Uh, there's a couple of, like, added high notes on the intro here not just the like do 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 guitar guitar yeah uh, pick pick the notes yeah but we fully remove country from at least the Tyler Ward vocals and go full pop yeah the other thing about the Tyler Ward he sings a lot higher yeah so he's like way up there uh compared to BC mm-hmm. boy BC Cradley Booper Cradley Booper <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's real. I didn't come up with it, but it's really good. Ah, <laughs> uh, Booper. Um, it, I think it is Booper. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, they they put a little more. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Harmony in it. And and really, what they do is, I mean, the thing about all these YouTube covers, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. They're like sixty percent resume. Right. Right. Which. Fair enough. That's a good thing to do with your hobbies and or mm-hmm. thing you're making money off of. Uh, I don't know how that works, but um, making money off of these. Um, but so like he does more stuff like he comes in on the chorus. They both get to do the powerful moments kind of thing. Yeah, um, they both get their time. Yeah. You're right. There's a lot more shared time like on the the refrains after each verse. They they do them together for a, at least a bit of it. Yeah, they'll harmonize or whatever, but it's not mm-hmm. like in the original where Bradley Cooper really takes a back seat uh, in terms yeah. of the like, flashy parts. That's right. Um, so yeah, they're really going for like a, like a so tender falls off the bone version here. Mm-hmm. Like, Right. I don't think they have... Like, they're not... Mm-hmm. Just Gaga and Cooper are better actors. So, it, like, if you're comparing it directly, you just don't really get that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so, anyway. And in terms of, like, also power, because a big part of this version is that it goes from tenderness to, like, boom, passionate, like, huge. And this one, they can't, they do that, but it's just, 
you're not working with the same set of tools here. You, you don't have the, it's the original version is a rocket ship. This is maybe like a biplane. Like you just don't have the same thrust. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, I mean, it's, it's fine. They're both good singers, but, uh, they don't do much with it. And I mean, what, I don't think anyone was expecting them to upstage the original performers. Um, certainly the male vocalist is stronger as a vocalist because he's actual yes. vocalist, you know, but mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't have the, the context, which is fairly important to this song. Yeah, the context adds a lot. And you're right. And does maybe aid Cooper's performance or is here it doesn't. I think my problem is with this one ultimately is that it's just pop for the sake of pop, right? Like, the original oh. has a little bit of grit, a little weight to it. It's talking about a concept. You know, these kids on their damn phones. How <laughs> bad that is. Damn phones! <laughs> and that, like, it's delivered with weight to it. Whereas this one is just like, look at how poppy we can sing a pop song. And it's like, that's great, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you do a fine job. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah, what a resume. But, like, it's not going to... Like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make the song... It doesn't reinvent the song. Like, some versions will reinvent the song in crazy ways today, but, like... <laughs> yeah. This one does not. No. No. Um, there is a music video. It's the two of them in a studio. Yeah, they sit down on a bench at the, the start. One, there was one last week we did. Was it last week or recently? That, the, I know exactly what you're talking With about. two guys? Oh, was yeah. It last it, week. Was it Sunflower? It, it was Sunflower. Sunflower, yeah, like the Adam two guys in their place. Adam Farley? No, Farley might not be right. Christopher? I'll tell you the names were this. Oh, no, wait, that's Hungry Eyes. Hang on. Adam Christopher, you're right, Alex, and Alex Farley. Okay. Adam Farley, they call they go by. Um, yeah, Adam, that's, yeah, yeah that's which their, that one was like, this video is a little more, a little more than that, because they're standing up and moving a bit. A bit, and we get some facial close-ups, and they high-five at the end. Oh, they high-five? Yeah, I skipped a lot of this video. Yeah, I didn't watch this whole video, I'll I'll be honest with you. I skipped to the end, where I I did, like, a little, like, scrub through, and I was like, this is a different-looking shot, and it's just the high-five. I was like, cool, great. Yeah, let's let's, yeah, yeah. let's talk about something much crazier. (laughs) Right off the bat, kind of. Kind it's, of. I think the the cover itself is not crazy so much as the culture. Yeah, or the, that or I don't the genre. really understand. But but it's it's an interesting thing. All right, so so this is Nightcore Scene 2019. Yeah. So what it seems to be. And it, I mean, I, maybe you found this too. There's this Halo scene artist. Yeah, is it Halo another scene or Halocene? Halocene, that makes more sense. Um, artist. Um, and so there's a, a version of this that is basically the one we just did. But with but piano with instead of guitar. And Ben Schiller. Yeah. Um, and you can go watch that. I don't know if you watched that. I but, listened to it. I didn't watch the video. Okay. But like that version's available. Yes. And then there's this version. Which is that, but they speed it up like 20% or whatever. Like, I looked up Nightcore. Yes. The genre. So, yeah, they say it's sped sped up roughly 20%, similar to playing a standard vinyl at 45 RPM instead of 33.5 RPM. There you go. 
Yeah. And so this is derived from a musical duo called Nightcore, who released pitch shift versions of trance and Euro dance songs, which then somehow gets absorbed into otaku culture. So that's why there's always anime girls on yeah. like the cover here. Um. So these two, these two Norwegian DJs who said we are the core of the night, so you'll dance all night long. That's why they're nightcore. Oh yeah. Were influenced by the German group Scooter and their songs <laughs> Nisaha and Ramp, and. They said, there were so few of these kinds of artists who were doing these sped up mix. We thought that mixing music in our style would be a pleasure for us to listen to. And Nightcore has become a style of music, a way to make the music happier, happier hardcore, as they say. So it gets this huge following, which gets bolstered by TikTok. You see a lot of Nightcore on TikTok. TikTok okay, so this it's is these- more recent. It was like a pretty recent thing. Yeah, this so it started in the 2010s getting popular. Yeah, because I think there was a kind of trend in like hip hop for a while where you got a lot mm. of like chipmunk vocals. Yeah, and that's like a little more like, I think from the roots of like chopping and screwing which we've talked right. about years ago on the yeah, show we've talked about that where this is literally just like in, in a similar fashion to the way people will get around copyright on youtube by having songs by play slightly faster this is just that so there are people who are like crazy about this about nightcore and then the skeptics are like this is just plagiarism <laughs> like <laughs> You haven't done anything to the song except spit it up a bit. Right, it just changes the the speed. Uh, this, of course, is their own. I think it the seems to be the case own. because there's two names listed: song, Nightcore yeah. Scene and then Nightcore by Hallocene. So it seems to suggest that that is that they're doing this. Um, insane. The kids are not all right. Lady Gaga is right. It's these kids and their damn phones. Damn phones speeding up their music. Um, it it definitely does. I mean, it it makes it more lively. Sure, one hundred percent. Give it that. It also makes it a little chipmunky. Um, especially if you the, don't have a stomach for vocals. that then like this is not gonna be for you i was trying when i first heard this i was trying to think of like i didn't realize it was just like they did a normal version that sped it up um yeah. i assumed that there was a version that they sped up but because like i know um with alvin and the chipmunks originally they had to like record the song super slow and then they could speed it up and just like pitch shift it up, but, but like they, were, still they would have to sing it at like half time exactly. So I'm trying to like imagine like how slow are they doing this song? But uh, no, right. it's just it's actually not that much faster. Yeah, so it's a weird thing. You're right because it is livelier. And going from the original Halcyon version to this, the piano sucks on the original. I like it a lot more on this. <laughs> yeah. But the vocals, which are the main selling point on this, are grating. Whereas on the original, they actually sound about as good as Tyler Ward and Madison. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same, same uh, style. Um, yeah. There are, I mean, this one, uh, yeah, very close to the original. Um, more male vocalists. Yeah, same, same, same. All that stuff. All the notes are the same. Um, one thing that I thought was very amusing is the way the speeding it up affects the vibrato. It's just like so inhumanly fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like almost kind of like what um, Post Malone does on some of his vocals, where he gets right. that, like he'll do that like really fast vibrato effect. Uh, which is yeah. presumably just like, you know, post effects kind of thing. Um, <laughs> That's post effects, all right. <laughs> but uh, this is just like faster, I think. Yes. Um, do you think this is meant to simulate how Jackson Maine would have heard the song? Because he's kind of like fucked up all the time. I feel like he'd, he'd, he'd hear it slower. You think it'd be a, yeah. Or like um, 
in bits. Yeah, this one I hated. This Alex <laughs> hated it. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like so amused by its existence. That's my reaction to a lot of these. Um, I like. I, I yeah, wouldn't, I'm not a fan of the the style. Peeling but, it back and seeing that there's this crazy subculture that exists. It's like fascinating. It's fascinating. But I very much fall on the line of the dude who's like, this is plagiarism that yeah. people are celebrating for some reason. Like, it makes no fucking sense to me. It's, but, uh, it's very strange. It's very strange. Uh, not so strange is finding out that Jack Conti got his fucking fingers on this. <laughs> We're going to talk about our next cover. Pumplamoose in 2019. Alex, Pumplamoose, your favorite group. Favorite. Band of all time. Uh, Jack Conti and the gang. I almost put Pomplamus and Scary Pockets because they've both done a version. They've both done a, What is the difference? Because there's like six guys on this version. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. Scary Did he Pockets just kick like, his like, wife out of the studio for the Scary Pockets one? I guess. They just like kept playing. I mean, it's no that. It's no Hulk Hogan. A real American. I looked up the Hulk Hogan music video. It's called okay, Hulk Hogan, good. A Real American. A real American. And it Rick Derringer. The gun? <laughs> the guy who does rock and roll hoochie-coo. Oh, rock and roll hoochie-coo. Exactly. Nice. Um, sorry, off topic. Um, yeah, Pomplamoose. Pomplamoose. Alex, what if they... What if we just fucking... Made a chill ass. Is this how Jackson Maine hears it when he's on like prescription opiates? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it. That this is that one. Yeah, this is. They went uh, chill, uh, chill. They're they're more of like, you know, they got their indie thing going on, right? Yeah. So we definitely that's that's the feel of this one. Um, and then you get a little bit of that, I guess, jazzy side of things, you know, uh, with the guitar. Yeah, kind of, kind of like shell chords or something like that. Yeah, a little bit of noodle in around some chords there. Um, But they kind of build up like, okay, so this is a duet between Jack Conti and Natalie Dawn. They are married um, and they are the sort of core of Pomplamoose. Yes. This group that does these covers. Um, He's not really so much a singer. Either similar situation to the uh, to the original to Mr. Cooper. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he is not a singer, and he only knows how to get one tone out of his synth, and he, he uses that for every fucking song he does. Yeah, I mean, that's his... Is that like a Rhodes or something like that? Yeah, it must be, right? Or, or I don't know. I can't remember. Some kind it's of... It's not like, a Rhodes, it's Rhodes adjacent. Yeah. It's not a Rhodes, it's a street. <laughs> yeah, something similar. Something equivalent. Um, where... where let's see. No, it's not a word, let's see. Um... That's the general description of this. That's one. the general description. Yeah, it builds up a bit. She comes in. We got a little more drum action. She, uh, the way the vocals are done is very different because all the other ones so far have been very like pop. So yes. you really get the like belt on the vocals. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really do that. She no, kind of no. does the. I would compare it to. I don't know what I'd compare it to. But basically, she does a bunch of layers, you know? There's a bunch of like 
multi-tracking going on. She sings higher. She sings like mm-hmm. a bit stronger, but it's still kind of that like breathy indie vocal. Yeah, thing. breathy indie chill, lo-fi yeah. to study to kind of energy. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's an adapt- adaptation version. It's still yeah. pretty close structurally, but it's in yes. this other style where you get a little more of that like indie slash jazz sort of sound. You get the um, electric piano and the sort of soft guitars. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of softness to this version. Even like the like the cymbal hits and stuff are like really toned down in the track. Yeah, and like the harshest thing is the guitar playing probably during the chorus. Yeah, just playing. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's yeah. uh. So yeah, it adjusts the sound, um, but keeps it pretty close structurally. Yeah, yeah. I guess new arrangement. Yeah, so like even when we hit that, like when we hit the big chorus after she, because she does the vocal bridge, like you said, structurally very similar. That's when the drums are allowed to let loose as much as they will, so they actually get a bit loud there. And we get backing Oz kind of filling out the space. This one is about like filling out space. (laughs) Yeah, she does, especially like when she gets in her vocal parts, because that's Mm kind of what happens there. And I do, I do like the idea of singing it in this style, uh, mm. just to move it away from the like really pop focused uh, thing, right. you know, and and to not invite the direct comparison with Lady Gaga. For sure, that's a tough comparison. Yeah, you don't need to compete on the like like belting grounds. I don't think yeah. you got to go there and scream your heart out. But I do think you need to give us something emotional to hook onto. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough emotional energy in this one, Alex. I feel like the the vocals are too sedated. Yeah, well, I feel like part of it is, again, like, Jack's not so much a performer, so you don't really get that same chemistry across. Sure, but these two are literally in love. True. And perform music together. That's true, but it's hard to get that across (laughs) when you're singing, even, even if it's true. I suppose so. But I mean, I, even he like he does his verse refrain and he's out like he's gone. He's like true. He like does not come back and then it's all Natalie. So it's um, all Natalie. I don't think she really delivers a lot in the emotion. She sings fine. She sings you know in the, a certain style. But true. There's no, I guess like, I guess in in the like indie space, you tend to sing a little more detached. Yeah, uh, a lot of the time, and it kind of has that. Which so then, yeah, doesn't necessarily serve the song. Yeah, like typically in those scenarios, we can pull a little bit of emotion from the instruments. But in this case, the instrument's role is to be chill. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just like emotionally, this one is just out to sea. I feel like there's nothing to latch on to. Nothing there. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a smart move to try and not be Lady A Gaga. direct comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, usually how I end up with these um, Jack Conti related things is like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's or, like it's good that like this guy they, has but they usually hobby. got like something something lacking. Yeah, they always they always fall a bit short for me. Yeah, um, and we keep talking about them. We keep talking about them because yeah, sometimes you got to fill the list out. <laughs> uh, sometimes. <laughs> now I was just complaining about uh, Jack Conti's tone and how consistent it is. I'm gonna flip around and say I love the tone of our next uh, cover artist here. Peter Benz, Peter Benz.
2019, baby. Um, <laughs> a, Peter Bentz, Hungarian pianist, composer, music producer, apparently maybe not Peter, might be Peter, right? You've seen Peter? it with... Oh, maybe. You were talking about that last week. Was it? But he is, he seems to go professionally everywhere I see him online, it's Peter Bentz, so maybe he just, like, anglicizes it. Oh, yeah, is there, like, an accent on the... Yeah. He sometimes? Yeah, I don't I think see so. it anywhere, but I swear it. Have I seen it before? I don't know. You have, because you told me about it. I told you about this? Man, that's been like seven whole days. uh, Um, Yeah, like if you go to his Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, that makes sense. I I remember talking about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear. Um, But yeah, Piano Player, we talked about him way back for Africa. I don't think we've talked about him since. Like, we've brought him up a couple times. Yeah, we've talked like about him, but not about a cover. Maybe one other cover, maybe. Maybe. But I but don't remember what I don't it recall been. it if it was. In fact, I don't. This is again a thing I can research very easily. Yeah, but basically, no. he's like a yeah. real good piano player. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about the music video in tandem with the song itself. I agree because I learned so much from that music video about what he's actually doing. Okay, we talked about him for under pressure as well. Oh, I thought we talked to John about that's it. That's right, and that's sworn. what would have happened. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he like he works the piano like it is its own like orchestra. Like it's yeah, its like own it's many different things. things. He's doing. I mean, it's maybe a bit gimmicky, but like it's cool. It's fucking cool. It's man. cool, and and yeah, he's very technically skilled. Like the the runs and things he does with one hand. Yeah, fucking. I mean, and, yeah, it's like virtuoso playing. Like absolutely, yeah, very exactly. good. He's got, and a then he's also the got mix. these like. Um, sort of novel things happening at the same time, and he's got a, a looper. Yes, the movie. No, the, the <laughs> that's pedal. right. Yeah, Bruce uh, Willis is there helping yeah. him out. <laughs> um, and like, there's a there's a kid who who's telekinetic. I think. Um, yeah, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's there as well. I've never yeah. actually seen the film. I would like to watch that one, but one day, one day I'll watch one that day. movie. <laughs> um, so he like starts off by playing the guitar part, but he's plucking the piano strings like by yes. hand, and then he loops that to keep it going, and then he switches and plays like an, a piano accompaniment, mm-hmm. um, which is like kind of all him, right? Like it's it's twinkly, but it like kind of does the melody and it kind of does whatever. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. which has like a very Peter Bent sound. Yeah, but, like, like high twinkly right piano. In. Yeah, and then he loops that. And it is worth noting that that is, it's also being put through like a, an effects box. Sure. Which, which is run through that, uh, that machine he's got up on there because he w- does take that effects box off for the chorus to give yeah. us just raw piano. Which he is does. Like, he drops it out. Um, yeah, because those are kind of the two things he loops. And then he goes into the next bit for like the intro and he re- he's, he's muting the piano strings with his hand yeah. while he plays the melody. Insane. Like the main melody, yeah, and then like, and then there's a bit with strings, and he like has like horsehair or whatever, like, and he's like, bowing. yeah, he like arranges it and like bows it, yeah, like the piano strings again to make the strings sound, and it's like, what's going on? This is all a piano. He get, yeah, one piano, he gets so many different tones out of it. Like when I was just listening to it, I was like, oh, cool, he's got this very staccato uh, like note progression for yeah. the vocal melody, and that's him muting, he's fucking, he's fucking whole arm yeah. over. To reach in to mute it, mute the section. Yeah, so like, pretty cool, pretty impressive. I was mm-hmm. impressed. Um, and then 
once he does that for a while, he goes back and starts to play that accompanying part, sort of. Yes. But, like, the looped part's still going, and he's going, so he's, like, playing with himself. Uh, um, and, like, <laughs> and then, like, also, it's, like, kind of turns into the uh, more intense version of the main melody. So we yes. got that build. Plus, he's playing part of the accompaniment. Plus, there's the stuff that was already playing from before. And, like, he starts playing chords. And then, oh, my gosh. Big chorus. Tell me about chorus. It, and he's just banging on the piano. Yeah. He's just, yeah. As he's, and, like, playing these really fast, like, bass chords. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. That's all the elements. I wanted to describe them because it's, like, there's so much going on. Yeah, and it's, it, what a cool trick to, like, give us all this filtered, like, wonder. He sets up a beautiful soundscape, and to hit the chorus with just, like, every kid's dream just banging on a piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really appreciated the, like... Because I already have, you know, a positive opinion of Peter Benz. I was like, this is yes. going to be a cool piano performance. And then I heard it, and I was like, yeah, it's a cool piano performance. And then to realize, oh, that he, it's even more, you know, to watch the video and see, like, yes. oh, there's not, like, he doesn't have a, a cellist, like, mm-hmm, in that the it room. Really like, is it's all him. just him. That yeah. is really what takes this to being something cool. And that's, I guess, what you kind of said, like, maybe is kind of a novelty performer. But it is... In my opinion, such a great novelty to see. It works on me. Yeah, it's quite rich, and he's smart enough to get the fuck out of there. Two minutes forty seconds. He's he's like, I already did a big chorus. I can't make a larger chorus. Yeah, and I think to go. We've even like because we've talked about him a couple times. Similar Mm -hmm. things of like, yeah, instrumental version. Shorten it down because you're just repeating yourself. Yes, and if you're gonna do a novelty type thing, I say novelty. Still very skilled. Um, but there's a novelty aspect to it. Uh, For sure. Doing it more and more times, you just, you know, it, it, it wears off. Yeah. So, yeah, but like if he was to repeat a section, we might go like, okay, like we've heard this before. It was before. Still real good. Still, Still real good, good at piano. But, uh, but, yeah. but no, he doesn't. So very, very good. Yeah. So like he manages to plug in emotion into this thing. It's without having vocals in it. And is it the same emotions that we get from the original? Maybe, maybe not. But it's uh, it's good. It's a rich version, and it's it's a delight to watch. Above all else, I say watch this one. Yeah, watch if it if you're going to listen to it. Watch it's it. very listen cool to, to it. See. Watch it, and then if you want to hear it again, keep listening to it. But. Keep listening to it. Um, yeah, fucking nothing else to say about this one, Alex. Let's talk about a, a very interesting group, Kano, in 2019. Apparently a super group, but also they're Norwegian. So I don't so, know. So yeah, I don't know groups. any of these guys. Sammy, Fred Bullio, yeah. uh, Alexandra Rotan, and Tom Hugo. And I didn't write down any of the, the accentation there, so that's a complete yeah. butchering. And Sammy is a like ethnicity. Oh, the Sammy yeah. people. Or Sammy, maybe. The one doing the Sammy. what is called a, a yoik. I don't know, man. That's so. That's what the so that's the hook of this one, and it's take that everything. is is that what the is that what the sounds are yoik? That yeah, J O I K sometimes uh, written as Y O I K. Right, and that is what we. I, so if you don't have the context of that, it sounds fucking insane. Yeah, it does. I mean, I was so excited when I heard this. Like, this is, I know. I, like, it I sounds so silly, but like so much fun. So much. It's such a and that's okay, like like this isn't a good like the weight of shallow version <laughs> no but no, it no, is no, no. like ripping club music <laughs> yeah 
definitely like in that like dance vein, but also what we've been talking about kind of indirectly comes in on this. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's, I don't even know if we're allowed to make those noises. Like, like I don't know if that's reductive or like it's culturally inappropriate. Um, to to you know bring it to North American white, the closest thing is when that that like kind of country dance song where that guy goes. Yeah, it's kind of like a yodel type, type yeah. sound. And it happens like four times throughout the song. Um, and it's kind of like a dance break when it happens. Yeah, including on the bridge it happens. He does a lower version of it. Yes, he does that as well. Um, I Yeah, is that Fred? I'm not sure which one doing that does cause like there's Because the group is for, uh, the, you know, a rapper and two singers. So I mm-hmm. assume... He's doing that, and the He's singers maybe are, the rapper, yeah. But I don't know, because uh, uh, it is okay, a yeah. duet, as many of the other ones are, uh, between the two singers. Okay, yeah, he's. Oh, yeah, it says he's a, a, a Siamy or Samey rapper and Yoker or Yoiker. Again, we're butchering words left and right here on. Yeah, Sosor I think it's and, uh, just Sammy. Okay, and he's a former member of the Sammy Parliament of Norway. So. Damn. <laughs> what a group! Truly a super group. So yeah, he's ripping that out. That's what we open with. We talked, we've kind of talked about on this podcast how, like, the promise of the, the club and dance music would never happen for you and I. Never really happened. But I this, wonder, like, makes me believe like, a little bit. Yeah, this makes me wonder <laughs> if, like, we should be going to European clubs because, like, maybe they've got it right. But let's talk more about it. So, yeah, you get yeah, this, yeah. this, this Yoik introduction. Um, and some big, like, synth chords. Yes. Uh, I mean, instrumentation completely different. It's all yeah. danceified. You get those electronic drums. You mentioned the big synth chords. Yeah. A um, bunch of, like, breakdown bits where you get the, like, bouncy synth. Um, ev- that's even, like, the first verse where, like, you kind of get a filtered bouncy synth going. Yeah. And, like, lots of stuff. Twinkling set. So many clapping sounds. Yes. Um, and snapping as well. Clapping, snapping, a little muted rhythm guitar. be down a bit. Um, yeah, just more of the yoik. Just yoik. Yoik. I hear. Uh, uh, I was gonna try to make a zoinks joke. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, it was old man Jenkins. Yoik. Yoik. Um. Yep. So yeah, you get. Uh, there's yeah. You're right. There's a big emphasis on snaps and claps because they actually. There's also a big emphasis on getting to the chorus here. Yeah. We absolutely. Don't, we yeah. <coughs> But it's kind of extended, right? Because mm-hmm. like you get the chorus and you kind of dance for that, and it's sort of a build, especially in the in the post chorus. But like you still get the dance thing, and it's huge in the chorus. Mm-hmm. But then you get a little post chorus, which builds into the the yoiking. Yes. So it's like a second chance at it. Right. Yeah. It really is. They do treat the chorus as like a build into the post chorus, the shallow, shallow low, yeah. and then that builds into your big yoik section, which really does feel like the dance focus of this song. Yeah, and it's it's something else, man. It's, I don't, I don't have all the right words. I don't think they're I, all English words to describe this. It's, I, I don't have them. But I like, like this truly, is, I don't know why we even keep making music. Quite frankly, frankly, yeah. Now we, we have this. We've peaked. Can you imagine if this was the original version for the? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just want to see the Norwegian version of this film. 
I would I would pay good money for that. But let me tell you, yeah. So you get that. Eventually, the yoik combines with the chorus. We get them both at the same time as we reach yes. the end, right? Yes. They bring them together. They bring them together. We so often talk about like dance versions and versions in general that have like a crazy hook that shows up for like a second and is left behind. Yeah, and you're like, why don't you do that again? And that was fun. The, that was fun. These guys were like, no, this is this is what this song's about. Yeah. Um, um, and is acapella. Yeah. They fade everything out and just like, I think maybe some clapping. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Which still counts as acapella in my books. In my, yeah, that's, I'll say in that's fair. Books, yeah. Um, vocals are, you know, pretty good. Electronic dance tracks. Yeah, we have not discussed the vocals, but yeah, they, they sound, uh, they, they, they do fine. They do fine. Yeah, the second chorus is bigger than the first one, so you're, like any good dance track you're building up there. Of course. We break down for that bridge to get the, the, the more bassy yoiking. It might just be, I don't know if there's an ing on the end. It's not an English word, so I don't know. We're doing our best here, folks. <laughs> We're adapting <laughs> the words. Um, yeah, and we end on the, the just an acapella as well, but not acapella yoking, just a- acapella. We're far from the shallow now. Mm-hmm. Um, psh- what a fucking what a ton of energy on this one, Alex. There's a a lyric video for this, which is just like a visualizer of like low poly, like landscape. It's all gray. There's these low poly hills. Then we see a low poly dog, and then a low poly uh, fox, and then a low poly stag a bit later. And then at the end, they're they're just like standing around, and like the the mountains and shit are all colorful. It's <laughs> you don't really need to see it, but it exists. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Fair enough. Um, did you listen to the Philharmonic and Jules Aurora in 2019? I did. I did listen to the Philharmonic and Jules Aurora. Okay, so the Philharmonic are an acapella group of Filipino-Americans. Yep. So, so Philharmonic is spelled F-I-L to, to like coincide Filipino. with the spelling of Filipino. They're yeah, Filipino they, harmonics. And they harmonize. And they harmonize. Yeah. Uh, and Jules Aurora is a Filipino-American singer, songwriter, actress, and model who, who featured on the hit show The Young and the Restless. What? That's, uh, that's a... A long-running that's soap true. opera. That's... Yeah. Everyone's been on that show. It, yeah, I was I on had that a, show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you had a quick spot on there. <laughs> you were somebody's dead twin or... Oh, yeah, I didn't have a line. Um, yeah. It's a lie. I was <laughs> you were that. just a corpse. It's just a dead body. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, these guys, the Philharmonic, they've been on the sing-off. They perform with John Lennon and Sean Mendez. This is an acapella version plus Jules Aurora. Yeah, who also sings, so, I mean, yeah. Um, and it is an acapella version. There's not, they don't do the pretend instruments thing. Oh, I mean, a guy does pretend to be drums. Except for the beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little more R&B. Yeah, styling. for sure, yeah. Um, a little boys to men. little boys to men. I feel like boys to men could crush this. Yeah. Um, but... This is not boys to men, but they're definitely like in that style, um, especially because I mean, just the way the the drum, the beatbox drums are, you know. Yes, they're they're more of that sort of that style. Um, and yeah, the one thing, I mean, the the harmonies, kind of because there's like a lot of them throughout. I, I thought thought it felt pretty even. 
Yeah, it did feel very even. Um, so there's not a ton of that like build, and you don't get a whole whole lot of that side of it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like it, it's pretty yeah. basic. They do the duet, they do the, har- they do the harmonies, they do uh, the harmonies. Yeah, you get a couple little flourishes from the the harmonies, They're like ah, yeah, ah. yeah, the little vocal runs or whatever. Um, she does one even at the end. Um, I do, yeah. like I kind of respect that they let it stand on its own. And it's not really like a gimmicky thing because a yeah. lot of the acapella groups that are very gimmicky, I, I'm not a fan of. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. Uh, I will say I watched. I mean, they have a video where they're just of them basically like in a studio, in a studio yeah. doing the song, and I liked that better. Okay, than just listening to it. I don't know. There's something about this song that where like if you see them performing it together, it works. Well, that's better. kind of our like official stance on acapella, like <laughs> flat out. Yeah, true. Just like seeing the performance is a lot more entertaining than than listening to the recording for sure. Yeah, and like yeah, like again talking about context, like seeing these guys do it with their mouths and 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 lips and throats in person is like oh wow, very cool. But listening to it, where I'm like okay, I'm I'm gonna listen to shallow on my break or you know for for entertainment purposes at home it's like i need something that's got a little more oomph to it like you said this one's very level very even so even when they do the bigger chorus it's not like the the harmonies don't have the power to fucking you know really light us up like a big drum roll or anything they were just like yeah they're the same level yeah and it, yeah it just doesn't hit those heights Unfortunately, and your beatboxer can't like beatbox harder. He can't sound like more drums. Like, like, <laughs> he's only got so many drum sounds he can make at once. It's one. It's one. It's one drum sound. Um, but yeah, that's these guys. Pretty, pretty standard fare. But you know who's not standard fare? Uh, set your sails and Mike Perez in twenty twenty two. Set your sails. This they're like a metal or possibly hardcore band, possibly some combination of those two things. Yeah, they make brutally catchy albums. They refuse to put a genre to their description. In it, though, okay, so. well I did, and I think it's pretty accurate. Um, but they don't need to. <laughs> it's not their yeah. responsibility. Um, what you get on Mike Perez? Is he just? Is this another one where it's like this is a member of the band who also has solo stuff? Or Mike what? Perez is uh, not a boxer. Okay, That's a different yeah. guy. Um, a different guy. He's a singer. He's from the band No Bragging Rights. Okay. Uh, and he has a brother named Mario. Nice. Mario That's Perez. the facts I got on this guy. Great facts, Alex. So yeah, this is like your, like you said, your hardcore metal version. Isn't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Not for Set Your Sales. Not for Set Your Sales. Who are nope. from Col- Cologne, Germany. Yeah. Where they invented smelling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The real uh, cradle of humanity. <laughs> uh, That's right. Um, so yeah, like you said, metal, so we get like uh, a more like, kind of like one by Metallica version of the guitar. Right, where it's picked, but like very distorted. Yeah, very distorted, pretty um, echoey. But then like pretty quickly break into like much louder version, and they kind of go yeah. back and forth a little bit. Yeah, with this really beefed up synth. Yeah. <laughs> they got that metal synth thing going on. Um, yeah. There's... I guess the other thing about it, like, it does, starts with Mike Perez, because he's the, the male vocals on this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think he does a pretty good job in the broken down chorus, and then they build a lot 
over that. We just kind of like cuts out the pick guitar and bring it back in. Yeah. Um, and then he does this like screaming thing where he screams, oh, whoa, yeah. Uh, I have a timestamp. It's uh, 106. Is it screaming or is it meant to kind of mimic like. I guess it's kind of because they play it like he's like. Shout. It's like. Aah! True. Almost, it's not really screaming, but it's, yeah. it's like way in the background. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a screaming from three rooms away, but it's actually just like filtered and shut, turned down. Exactly. It's almost meant to be his version of the Gaga Bridge. I guess so. Just a little bit, like very briefly, though. Very brief. You're right. It um, is brief. Because that's when it cut, you know, crashes into the uh, the bigger like metal bit, uh, and and the other singer whose name I forgot to look up. Oh, I also uh, forgot to look. Set that your up. sales singer. Um, mm-hmm. She, yeah, does does like like heavy metal vocals and does some like um, unclean vocals. Yeah, some we get some unclean vocals stuff. layered in, which I thought was tight. Uh, yeah. It was a cool choice. Um, yeah, right, so his his vocal yeah. layer where you have two styles, which is cool. Two styles, and they like I've never heard them blended like so seamlessly. Oh really? Like they're almost the same voice. I mean, I hardly even noticed. It's very seamless. Yeah, it's so I was like, wow, that's actually really cool because usually you can pretty distinctly tell. You're like, okay, yeah, there's the unclean. Here's where one starts and the other ends, right? And this one, it's like, yeah, they're they're coming together like right on the line there. Yeah, although there are points where it goes straight to like all unclean. Yeah, for uh, sure. And kind of back and forth, but yeah, you really amp things up for the the second verse because it's all like echoey, like synth on. Uh, on Mike Perez's. It's like very, very spacey. Yeah, here's a question for you. Okay. Do they harmonize on the chorus? or like? I think maybe. Because I thought maybe, and I was like, someone's screaming. Is that Mike? Yeah, is uh, that Mike? Someone's screaming. I'm, like, it could be. But I don't know. But they do harmonize at the start of the, like, next chorus. So Yeah. Anyway. Um... Yeah, second question. Do they say we're the shallow? Um, do they? Maybe. Hang on, um, I'm coming up to it now. Sounds like uh, kind uh, of. Uh, crash of the surface. They say far from on the one at 212 at the very they least. They definitely say we're far from the shallow. Oh, but then in the in the, r- the, shallow, r- the post-chorus. Shallow, yeah. We're Let me hang on. I'm, I'm listening now. Sure. Hang on. It's hard to tell kind of weird i'm kind of i'm hearing like win the shallow yeah i don't know anyway not a huge deal not a huge deal um yeah we got vocal layer on this get some chopped up screaming um what else is big in this one they scream they scream they metal it's heavy you know they do it um it's loud it's screamy they and, sure uh, do it. Oh, I mentioned that they do the bridge. I don't know why I was so... Uh, that's in my overall notes, but they do the bridge, so it's true. Yeah, and with one person screaming, In the shadow! Over it. And it's there's like... Usually the bridge is like, we let the vocals kind of take front. This one, we've got really gnarly guitar going. The yeah. O's are there. It's, uh, it's a different take for sure. It's I got think, the intensity. I think yeah, it's, it's missing anything. It doesn't have much chemistry to it yeah I think we're gonna find out why that is in the music video oh what are they brother and sister or something <laughs> <laughs> no they're just like never they, they it's i think it was recorded completely separately is is all 
Okay, yeah, because the, the music video is just like a lot of studio shots. Yeah, exactly. But but the two the the band and Mike Perez are never shown together. Are never shown together. Okay, so, it makes so me some think of that. that they were just they just did this completely separately. Right. Yeah. There is like uh as much as the vocals are like at least I like her vocal performance. They're good. You're right. There is a bit of like emotional lacking and probably a bit more emphasis on the instruments. The intensity of everything. The intensity, yeah. And I think that intensity call is good. It's like, whoa, it's an intense Yeah, and plus you do get, like, someone screaming. Maybe it's him. Uh, but it seems like there's some more, like, duet elements, too. Yeah. So, like, you kind of get it from that. So, like, it ends up working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this, and also a song that's, like, kind of, like, about drowning, like, plays well to this genre, I think. Because you're, like, drowning in just, like, sound. Yeah. And it's all-encompassing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the video? Um, I like skimmed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I there's not a whole lot to it. It's it's kind of like it's got that it, some intensity. It, it's mostly them performing. Yeah. Um, there's sort of two. There's a shot of of Mike Perez, uh, who by the way holds his mic ass up. Uh, not that that's that important. Some performers that's, do. That's Mike a does. classic move. That's like '90s new metal. Yeah, exactly. Um, including Mike Perez. Um, mm-hmm. And aesthetically, lots of bright lights, um, occasionally seizure-inducing camera work. It kind of shakes around as they, like, headbang. Um, and, and the lights are very flashy, so you get to see that. Um, and then the one other shot... Um, oh, uh, the band performing. That's one. And then the mm-hmm. other one is there's sort of a red brick wall, and you see the Yeah, silhouettes. with their silhouettes. Um, so it's kind of like the three big, big shots, other than, like, close-ups on the... Yeah, that's music. that's your kind of big thing. It's fine. It's like a it's a totally passable music video for having a music video. Yeah. Um I was trying to figure out if this has 2022, so it didn't it might have been like a covid thing where they're like we got to be separate. But it's tough to say if that would still be going on in May of 2022. It's like maybe. Maybe. That would be right on the cusp of when i went back into the office for my work right. so i don't know yeah i don't know what was going on in cologne germany they're probably all just itching to get back to the office and smell each other you know <laughs> <laughs> working at the smell factory <laughs> working at the old scent factory uh alex it's time for a final first. yes yeah. we've talked about all the covers we got three categories this week the worst version the best version and the version that um, hmm. Hmm. I was really hoping I'd have something hmm. at the end of that sentence, Alex. Version that would go best in the film A Star Is Born. So, yeah, the, the version of the version. Well, here, here, let's make it a little. I already used that one for Sunflower, though. Oh. Film restoration. Fuck. Oh, I should have thought of that. I, <laughs> um, and the version um, whose voice you'd like to steal. Oh my gosh. You okay. stole my voice. Alright. Um, that's that's our three versions. Alex, what's the worst version of this? Worst version? I mean, there are a few. I mean, for me, it's got uh, Tyler Ward and Madison. Uh, that was that's a fair choice. The least, the least interesting uh, to me by far. All of them, other ones, I didn't love all of them, but like it was yeah that's just it's it's not my style it's not a thing i generally enjoy and it's just kind of a, the the most generic version of that yeah i don't think it has a take either like you can do an acoustic version with a take and that one yeah. doesn't have it yeah 
Um, I think the I think a good choice, Alex. I think the only one worse, and by way of doing slightly more effort to make it slightly worse, is Nightcore by Halloween <laughs> slash Nightcore scene. Right, because it takes a bad version, like like it, the fucking Halloween version is nothing to write home about. And then it's like, what if we just sped it up to make it sound worse? <laughs> they succeed. <laughs> I don't like the culture around it. I don't like any part of it. So yeah, Nightcore by Halloween. Well, I mean, it's these kids and their damn phones. And their damn phone. It stands in direct defiance of Lady Gaga and her vision of this song. So it's got to be the worst. <laughs> let's let's brighten the mood though, Alex. What's the best? The best version. Oh man, I th- I'm gonna. I enjoyed a few of these. Yeah, let me yeah, tell yeah. you, I'm gonna throw it to Peter Bentz because. I'm a piano player myself, and I am very, very impressed. I'm not even that great a piano player or anything. Mm-hmm. Very impressed by this. I won't hoon to that. I'll I'll let you say that about yourself, but I'm not going to agree to yeah. it. <laughs> um, like I mean, I'm not like this level, right? No, like, who is I'm not like professional level? You know, this is absurd in, in yes. the best way. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah, a wild version, and it's incredible. I will never have the Kano version leave my head, though. No, and is it's impossible. it Is it a good interpretation of Shallow, like, from the emotional core? It's the uh, best. I don't know, but I... <laughs> listen, dog, it's... I'm going to listen to this version again later. I know that for a fact. It's, yeah, the, best, it's the best version. I've shown this to everyone. Just right off the bat. Right off the bat, because it's... It's Get something right else, it. dude. Gets yeah. in there. Um, Alex, uh, whose voice are you going to steal? Voice? Oh, it's, I mean, it's Fred. It's Fred from the Kano version. I got to do that, right? You got to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do it properly, but I, I would if I had his voice. Yes. And you're going to steal it. That's a good call, Alex. A great choice. I'm going to kind of half cheat here and say I'm going to steal Peter Bentz's voice. Uh, by which I mean his piano, his, course his voice, piano yes. voice. Yeah, I want to I wanna steal that skill. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good choice, good I think. Because um, you can be a professional piano player. Yeah, wait, come on. Then the world is my oyster. Um, Alex, that does it for our oh, final yeah. verdicts. If y'all got a similar opinion, different opinion, want to talk to want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, of which there's a bunch of acoustic versions, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some Alex Wise. Guys, send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Um, you can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon freaking Podcasts. Kind of still on Spotify, too. Use a different podcasting app than Spotify, though. Let's be real. Um, tell your friends and family about us, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones. And much like in the film A Star is Born, you know, tell your first date about us. You're on a new date, you're 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 searching for love, let them know about cover me. Just be like, listen, if you're gonna understand me, you gotta understand this. And make them sit there for the full hour and a half or two and a half hours if you're listening to an old episode. Hold them down. And then when it's done, see where the relationship goes. That's what you can do this week to help us advertise. That does it for today's episode of Cover Me, and as we always say on Cover Me, crash through the surface where Cover Me can't hurt us. We're far from the podcast now.